Massachusetts gets closer to adult use recreational legalization of cannabis. An NFL player petitions the league to ask for an exemption in their policy regarding cannabis use. And YouTube bans cannabis videos. What's up with that? Is that net neutrality in action? Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, now brought to you by Revolutionary Clinics in Somerville, the cannabis education leader in medical marijuana dispensaries conveniently located at 67 Broadway in Somerville. They have industry experts on staff, regular weeknight workshops and seminars, and best of all, parking is free and plentiful. A reminder that the In the Weeds podcast is available on video and on demand, just an audio version, a podcast, if you will, on the clnsmedia.com website under the lifestyle section. Maggie Kinsella is the press secretary for masscan.org, the Massachusetts Cannabis Reform Coalition, and the state affiliate of Normal, the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. Maggie, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. You know, it was established back in the uh, in 1971, and Richard Nixon, the, the the crook who ended up resigning as a president, uh, was involved with this. And interestingly enough, the the Boston Globe, that, by the way, gets a lot of heat in this uh, area in the region, um, but it is the only remaining main newspaper that we have, and there are a ton of great journalists on staff there. And I don't just say that because I used to work there not as a journalist, but as a sales guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, the Globe is an institution and uh, they just had an article about a old Harvard professor. And by the <laughs> his name is Lester. Mm -hmm. I know that. I, I can't remember his Dr. last name. Lester Grinspoon. Thank you. Grinspoon had a great name. And I guess Richard Nixon actually um, mentioned him in one of the recorded phone calls or recorded speaks uh, things that he talked about in the Oval Office over the years is that his, this guy was so far left and we have to we can't let him get out there with his book that I believe was called Marijuana Revisited or something like that it was um, I, check you know this is what happens yeah. when you read something right before you come into a recording <laughs> studio because yeah. okay, there's just no way you can remember everything about it but he it was a distinguished assistant professor at Harvard University yep. um, who has never been given full professorship and yet has been uh, respected for decades and is now 89 years old and is using the product and in fact turning on his fellow octogenarians in his area about it too which going into a cannabis uh, dispensary is just enlightening for so many people. Mm -hmm. um, when you start to see the parade of people who are cancer patients, who are elderly, who are trying it because they have had to suffer with chronic pain for decades, and now they hear that this topical works or or this combination of a, of a little uh, something, something to have for dinner or whatever it is or for dessert will help them mask their pain and deal with their lives better than getting an opioid uh, prescription from a doctor. Yes. Um, so Lester's out there, he's doing his thing, and he's finally getting some uh, respect, and maybe uh, Harvard will finally do the right thing and give him full professorship and all this. I, I, the more stories I hear, the more upset I get that this has been going on for decades. Yeah, it's, it's an understatement, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> like and, but, I'm rarely understated, by yeah. the way, just for the record. Um, so... We, and we know that politics is involved with this. How 
my, when you go to a hearing at a municipality that is now looking at should we allow these retail and I hate to use the word pot shop um, retail establishment stores mm -hmm. that will sell legal cannabis to the public in our communities and the people who are making those decisions you would think would be intelligent enough to get as much information as possible on either side at this point, right? Do you find that they're even taking the time to get educated or are they still basing their opinions on 50 years of propaganda? So I can't speak for every single town because, mm -hmm. you know, some are progressive, but mm -hmm. we are seeing the majority of them go not in my backyard, which is very disappointing because mm -hmm. it is in their backyard and they're just not going to get tax money from it. Um, I think another thing that is understated is how discreet these locations actually are. Yep. I encourage people who think that there's going to be a pot shop on every corner to actually go put the address of a dispensary in and drive by it and tell me how out in the open and how much bakery items are in the window and you know it's just there it's 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 strange seeing the reality people cook up based off of things that they might have seen on a commercial right. and not during actually, the election yeah. that was fighting question four right right yes and it's just like in reality you know and i wish people would go see it and and you know the defense once they realize you're a pro even you see the walls come up for some people they just they're afraid of it and because they don't know. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's a it's, human reaction, yes, by the way. Yes. It takes, Humans, if you don't know something, you're going to be afraid of it. Yep. Anything new yes. is it's scary. psychology. There's a psychological, no like, I can't remember the term for it, but when people find out new information that completely shatters their reality, their reality there is a similar fight or flight response that your body goes through in a stressful situation. Your brain goes that, through that exact same, uh, you know, uh, scenario mm -hmm. when you're put in front of information that just contradicts everything that you've been told or believe. And I think that's, you know, sad because as humans think, you know, I'm going to quote my friend Shannon here, who's also a fellow director mm -hmm. on Mass Can, uh, change is the only constant we have. And when you don't know what you don't know, then find out. Don't just come in with what you thought you knew because what I know and what you know are, are two completely different things. Knowledge is endless. And that's where the science is going to come in to prove that, what they don't know is, you know, real and that it does help people. Um, but I also think that the world is so backwards right now that <laughs> this is something else that and people... we're just talking about cannabis. And that's just, yeah, Sorry. and that's just cannabis. <laughs> and, like, for me, like, cannabis is going to save the world. So the faster we get this going, the faster we can repair our minds and our bodies and the earth itself, which is the most fascinating thing about this that people are denying. It's like... You just you want to shake them. You know what I mean? Because it's like we don't you know, we don't have time for this, but right. it, we have to take, take the, time the time because, mm -hmm. you know, but it's funny watching watching the history and how it repeats itself. It, it takes about 40 years for people to come around. That's a long time. I just came back from Charleston, South Carolina, where the Civil War began. <laughs> OK, <laughs> and they're having demonstrations every Sunday waving Confederate flags. And that's terrifying. Now, granted, there was a counter um, demonstration going on at the same time, and That's they make good. sure that they show up and wave their signs to say no to racism and all this. Um, it, it just kind of boggles the mind. It, it, 40 years, you could make it 400 years sometimes, too. Um, for, people are afraid of what they don't know. Yes. 
And I think the more times they hear that, oh, you can't overdose on cannabis. Oh, you mean it can cure the seizures that my niece or my nephew have suffered from for years. Oh, you mean it can actually help with the nausea of chemotherapy. Oh, come on, people. Wake up. It's here to stay. This is what I tell people. You might as well learn about it because it's here to stay because democracy worked. And now I understand that the the, uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, I believe, is now 61 percent in favor of the legalization that has taken place. And it only was 54 percent, I believe, when it passed. Correct. So we're going in the right direction if you're pro-cannabis. We are. But we still have to deal with the ignorant people out there who just don't want to take the time to look at this open-mindedly. Yes. All right. So let's talk about growing the weed. (laughs) Okay? Absolutely. Because I have a black thumb and I can't say (laughs) that I will ever grow the weed. Okay? Because I just know, I, I feel so bad. I had plants. I brought them in from the deck this winter. They survived the winter. I stuck them back out on the deck and they're all dead. That's not your fault. Our weather patterns are Oh, yeah. I understand. But the beautiful thing about the cannabis is it truly is a weed, Mm -hmm. not a plant, in that, you know, it takes certain things. The weed is going to grow naturally. I mean, really, it's supposed to do that. It does. It's very difficult to kill this plant. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now because I've definitely almost killed a couple plants, if not had to harvest early because... You know, we it just that's how it went. Right. Um, but they're also as much as she is the hardest plant to kill, she is very difficult to get right as far as recognizing the plant because she is a wild weed. Yes. And the parallels are interesting as far as like forcing that plant to do something versus watching how she actually grows and seeing what the plant wants and recognizing how the plant feels through what she looks like. I noticed you mentioned she. You're using that <laughs> side of the gender. You're saying she. Yes. Now, there's a reason. I think I understand the reason because <laughs> I did study the birds and beads at one point. But in order to uh, uh, flower, Correct. right, the, the herb has to flower. And it's inside the flower that all the magic happens. Uh, technically, it's on top of the flower. Whoa, see yeah. that? Like I said, I am not going to grow this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> this is where also science is great. Um, I'm not, I don't have a background in any of this, so I often have to Google some of these words that I read. But um, ironically enough, where all of the benefit is in what we call trichomes, which are little mushroom-shaped uh Thingies. You know, things. <laughs> I should thingies. say things. I'm way more pressing. Right. They're yeah. resin glands, but there's yeah. all of the medical benefits in there. Your chemical compounds like terpenes and cannabinoids, and that is the plant self-defense mechanism. Those are part of the epidermal layer of the cannabis plant. So the cannabis plant grows the skin layer called trichomes or that develop into trichomes that protect the plant from insects and environment and all types of, you know, fun stuff that yeah. plant animals coming in and eating it. Deer and bunnies love cannabis and they will have to walk away before they get through most of it because they will get high. There's, you know, some stomach acids that can convert that THCA right into THC and they're going on a trip. I've not quite <laughs> seen a rabbit high I want to. I, may, I haven't either. I may actually need to experiment with that. Maybe in yeah. my yard. I don't know. <laughs> um, we're talking with uh, Maggie Kinsella, who's the press secretary for MassCan.org, and you can find out uh, on their website at Mass M A S S Can with a double N C A N N 
mascan.org, although I spelled it with three N's, but that's wrong. (laughs) Uh, It's mascan.org. And, yeah, of course, you're listening to In the Weeds that is also available on the CLNS Media Network under the Lifestyles uh, section. One of the things that uh, we talked about before we came in the studio was the, um, the agrarian movement to grow this in fields in Massachusetts legally after you get yourself a license and all that. Uh, How challenging is that and how active has the agrarian community, and I'm thinking Western Massachusetts here more than any, uh, more than Eastern. So um, it's actually been a process mostly because, um, you know, our farmers and agriculture as a whole got screwed when the original question for passed um, because our legislature, or at least seven members of the legislature, decided to meet informally shortly after Christmas um, and passed a bill that included in it um, that cannabis was not part of agriculture and zoning because agriculture has different zoning laws and cannabis was effectively removed. um, And I believe that came out of Peabody. That started in Peabody uh, over farmers' lands and growing cannabis. Um, because people just love to get their noses in other people's business and private property and what they do on it. Um, So that's where that started, and they've been fighting really hard to get that um, changed um, so that farmers can grow cannabis. Uh, I think most of them are even looking to grow hemp, which is a sustainable crop that they can be used for resources, things like paper and clothes, and the seeds are chock full of protein, so there's lots of um, health benefits to eating uh, the seeds. No. Yep. The list I, goes on. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, it, it, I've asked this question from everybody, and I really have yet to get a simple definition and a comparison. I feel like a professor here. Can you compare and contrast <laughs> cannabis and hemp? What is the difference between the two? So, um, cannabis sativa, I believe, is the correct terminology for what hemp falls under um, because it's all illegal under the federal government mm-hmm. i believe kentucky yeah in north carolina mm-hmm. could be wrong it might be kansas but a couple of states are growing hemp um and basically so they're just different species um and hemp is generally used for resources like fiber um and food um, it actually is one of the reasons why Hearst got involved with the propaganda to fight marijuana in the first place, if yes. I remember correctly. Yes, it did. Back yep. in the 30s, that he was afraid he was a Timberland. He owned Timberland because he was a newspaper guy. Yep. And he was afraid that hemp would be a competitor uh, of the newspaper that he was out there with. It would not. It, it, he, he, is, he was correct to be afraid of it in his short-term business goals. Um but uh, he was definitely wrong to consider it a competitor. There is no competition. Hemp wipes the floor with trees. We need to leave the trees alone so that right. they can produce oxygen for us. Yes. And house wildlife, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, hemp can be used for those resources. And that's what I mean by it wipes the floor with trees. You can do far more crops of hemp in a season than it takes a tree to fully grow. Yep. Um, so far more efficient. 
uh, far cheaper to grow. You get far more out of it. <laughs> in the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.